Hello, everybody. Another edition of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here for the Props Network. We will be streaming live on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube every Monday and Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Whether you're watching this live or listening to it on the podcast or Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I appreciate the support. We got a great show for you today, a lot to get into. We're going to talk about the World Series after two games have been played. We will get into my favorite games for week seven in the NFL. I got something to get off my chest about Billy Bean and the Oakland Athletics. And then we're going to have uh, one of my... Uh, oh, we're also going to talk about Antonio Brown possibly coming back to the NFL. Sports you didn't need to know about. Uh, another update on my Mumbai Indians. Uh, a futures bet for the NBA. And then we're having on uh, a storyteller. Pam Chavotkin will be joining us on the show. Uh, her Twitter handle is at Redis Foximus. She will be joining the show at the bottom of the hour, 9.30. But we are going to start the show talking baseball. And we're going to talk about both games, not just game one. Uh, You can join the conversation if you would like to in our chat. Um, I'll be checking it out once in a while to see if you're... You have something you want to talk about. But first, uh, you know, so I've got two games to talk about. And I know in a more immediate sense, you know, game two happened. Game one was a pass. But it's very important to talk about game one, in my mind, to set up game two. Game one, you had Clayton Kershaw rested, ready to go for the first game in the World Series. It was all of this talk of how his World Series ERA is over seven uh, he's not good in the big game, the biggest game, really, biggest series in his life, and he hasn't won. This is the fourth World Series, third World Series in four of the past years of the World Series that the Dodgers have represented the National League. They lost to the Red Sox, lost to the Astros. Last year they weren't in it, and now they're in it against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And the I was already worried in that first inning. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Clayton Kershaw again. And he got out of it. I was amazed. Uh, Mookie Betts is, he's just amazing. He's just an amazing player. And I still feel like maybe it was a mistake for the um, Red Sox to let him go. Because you had a general manager in Andrew Friedman who comes from the analytical perspective, uh, and he's now with the Dodgers. He used to be with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And Tampa Bay Devil Rays, you know, yeah, they had up and down years, but there were a lot of years that they were competitive. And they always had a low payroll, young players. And for Andrew Friedman to say, yeah, but I'm going to trade for Mookie Betts, and basically have to back up the Brinks truck for him, that almost should have been, you know, something for the Red Sox to say, okay, we're going to give this man everything he wants. And they didn't. And now 
he plays for the Dodgers. And now they are in the World Series. Not only did he uh, – he's had two home runs in a World Series, one off of Kershaw when he was with the Red Sox and one to help Kershaw in game one. But when he scored on that ground ball from third base, um, you know, he had a sizable lead. He knew what he was doing. He's a veteran player at 28. He's in the prime of his career. He just looked amazing. Amazing jump on the ball, his speed and his, his IQ, his baseball IQ. You can see it, the way he's talking to the players and the managers. And I don't know, I just really like his energy. And he's not overly flashy. I love in baseball, you see the chain flying around when they hit a home run or running to, you know, slide in the second or something. I just think that's cool to have a chain. Uh, you know, a little gold chain, little 24K, whatever the case may be. It's cool, but he doesn't seem over the top. And that's what I like about Mookie Betts. Not too flashy, gets it done, and his flash comes with the swing of the bat. That's where his flash comes from. But it was just amazing. I just was, I was excited for Kershaw to win game one. Um, uh, Cody Bellinger hit another home run. Um, I put a couple of, you know, listen, listen, listen. So I just couldn't pick one MVP, and that was my bet. So I put a little money on Bellinger, Kershaw, bets, put some bet, put a bet on bets to be the World Series MVP. I'm talking about just the Dodgers side for now. And then I said, maybe, maybe on Dustin May too. Who knows? A little young kid may come through. Hey, you got on the other side a rookie in a Rosarena coming through. So I said, why not? It was 10,000 to one. Why not? Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Plus 10,000, excuse me. Okay. On the other side in game one, you had a manager in Kevin Cash who's been money. He's been money for the Devil Rays. And he's managed the staff well. He knows what he can get out of his different players. But he left Glasnow in a little too long in game one. 112 pitches 112 pitches the most by any race pitcher since 2018 and the most pitches in one game by any pitcher in major league baseball postseason this season left him in too long but it was a dodgers night it was a dodgers night i think as i'm going to talk about game two i think it was the um the adrenaline flowing through the Dodgers after winning uh, a, a great game seven, a great game seven in beating the Atlanta Braves. And I think they had a little bit of that going uh, as they started uh, game one. And it showed, it showed. They still had some of that energy. But in game two, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. And let's start with pitching. Unlike game one, uh, the Rays jumped out to a 4-0 lead. But Cash, this time, took out Blake Snell at the four and two-thirds innings when the Dodgers scored two runs, and he realized, hold on, I went too far last game. Let me dial it back a little bit. I shouldn't have left Glasnow win. Let me dial it back, take out Snell. And then he brought in his guys. He worked with his bullpen, which he's done all year, as they're called the stable. 
looking at some of my notes here, make sure I know what I want to have, what I want to talk about, my rundown. So he brought in the stable of his bullpen to finish out the game. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. They won six to four. The Dodgers, you know, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays jumped out, jumped out to a lead. Then the Dodgers tried to come back. Then the Rays extended the lead. And the Dodgers tried to come back again. But the Rays, the key for the Dodgers is you can't let them hit home runs, right? That's what it is. I mean, can't let anybody score. That's how you win the games. But the Rays, they led the league in strikeouts. Because they're basically swinging for the fences all the time. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. 72% of their runs come from the home run ball. Crack. Crack of the bat. The home run ball. So Q Brandon low. Get low. Get low. From the way. Okay, I won't do that. But the bottom line is, who knew? Who knew Brandon Lowe was going to have a game like this? Now, Clayton Kershaw was rested for game one, but there was no starter that was rested and healthy for game two. So Dave Roberts decided to go with the, you know, get a couple innings here from one pitcher, get a couple innings here from another pitcher. But Brandon Lowe, six for 56 this postseason. Hits two home runs off of Dave Roberts' two most prized rookies. And they are prized rookies. Tony Gosselin and Dustin May are the only two rookie pitchers to throw 40 innings this season with an ERA under three. But in the playoffs, unfortunately, their ERA is over seven, 7.02. And Dave Roberts said, it was a tough spot to put them in, in the World Series like this. You know, Dustin May uh, and, and Gosselin, I mean, they, they, you know, they were in the game seven too. So uh, Dave Roberts is putting them in tough spots. But the crazy thing is that the tough spots for these two pitchers to come in are that they gave up, they both did, gave up a home run to Brandon Lowe. And that may be, let's hope for Dodgers fans, that is the low point for the Dodgers. And maybe they're going to win it. Maybe they're going to outright just get it done now. If you look at, I'm using DraftKings for a lot of my odds as I talk about today. Uh, Let's talk about the exact outcome of the series. Now, without knowing anything from Game three, right now, you can get the Dodgers to win four to two at plus 260. Dodgers to win four to three at plus 330. That's my pick. Dodgers to win in seven. Dodgers to win four to one at plus 350. Now, they do get an off day to rest today, so maybe that'll change the series. Who knows? They may throw out uh, have Kershaw ready for game four. Let's see what happens in game three with Walker Bueller. He's going to be going against Charlie Morton. You can get Tampa Bay Rays to win in seven at plus 500. Tampa Bay Rays to win in six at plus 550. Or the Rays to win four to one at plus 1100. And after last night's game, I could see you thinking that. Oh, they're getting their bats ready. They're starting to hit. 
I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it's not like they were shut out in game one, so maybe they're not afraid of the spotlight. The Dodgers won eight to three in game one, so they scored three runs. It's not bad. Game two, you you know, you score six. Series is tied one to one now. And the extra days off may be a difference. Um, hopefully, guess we'll see. Walker Bueller versus Charlie Morton. Now, Charlie Morton, okay, Charlie Morton, his ERA in the last five postseason starts is 0.67. I don't know if you can bet against Charlie Morton. It's going to be a pitcher's duel. And, and the game three winner in the best of seven series tied at 1-1 has gone on to win the series 69.1% of the time. That's 65 out of 94 times. 65 out of 94 times. So the odds would say that whoever wins game three is winning it all. Right now, the futures, you can get after two games, you can get the Dodgers at minus 200 to win it all. Or you can get the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at plus 160. That's a tough call to make. A very tough call to make. And in my mind, I'm not going to go away from, I'm not going to go away from the Dodgers, but it does seem like as weird as it is, that one extra day, that one extra day, right? Both teams went to seven games in the series, but and it's not obviously not just me saying this. I'm, you know, reading content, checking out what the um, you know, the 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 professionals, the the people who follow and cover baseball like a Richard Justice all the time. I'm reading what they have to say. And I'm also forming obviously my own opinions too as I'm watching the games. But, you know, I respect, I respect them to know the game. You know, Tim Kirkjans, you know, watching MLB Network, their pregame and postgame show and hearing what they have to say. But that one extra day's rest for the Rays, they finished their series on Saturday and they didn't have to play game one until Tuesday. The Dodgers had that game seven late on Sunday and then Tuesday. So that's why they didn't have any fresh starters for game two. And that obviously made a difference. Obviously made a difference. But I'm not going away from my Dodgers. I still got them to win the series in seven at plus 330. All right, up next we're going to talk some football. Are y'all ready for some football? The first Props Network read. Are you located in the state with legal online sports betting? Don't make a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. Thepropsnetwork.com has you covered with free bets and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sportsbook. Get $30 free bets and up to $600 risk-free at Unibet. Or claim up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's a good one, too. Lastly, you could try PointsBet Sportsbook 
with four risk-free bets totaling up to $1,000 using promo code bonus props. The props network is also the props network as I wanted to pull this up here. The Props Network is also the only betting news site with live NFL odds for every game. And make sure you pay attention to the Walker one. They're talking NFL, college football. It's a lot. A lot of good content. Now, um, I got one thing to talk about from last night's walk-on show. But first, let me finish this read. So you can shop the comps and know you are getting the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. Do your bankroll a favor and check out thepropsnetwork.com. I've done my bankroll a favor. I'm up. I'm up in my fantasy live games and my sports book. Must be 21 and over to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Now, watching the walk-on last night as I'm going to start my NFL conversation, there was some talk of betting on the Dolphins to get into the to win the Super Bowl. Please, let's stop it. Am I in on that? Am I in on that? Let's look at this. If you even thought you could pick the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, you're at plus 10,000. I don't know if I'm putting my my kids 529 plan on that, but quite funny. Quite funny. Great show. Okay. Tonight's Thursday night. Big game. Big game coming up. It's the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. NFC East. Boom, boom, boom. Quality football, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The Giants are one in five with a win over my Washington football team, unfortunately. And then the Eagles are one, four, and one. I hate ties. I hate ties. They're annoying and they mess up standings. And I thought I would get one more week with the Washington football team in first place with an awful record. But no, the Eagles had to go and get a tie. And then they were in first place. It's awful. I hate ties. But I digress. What's wrong with the NFC East? I'm going to ask Pam Chavotkin about this too. She's another friend of the family that lives in the DMV. Now, I just want to pump out my chest and let everybody know, if you didn't know, as much as you are bashing the NFC East now, go look up the numbers. I hate math. Um, But of the 54 Super Bowls that have been played, 21 of those Super Bowls has had an NFC East team represented. Thank you very much. That's very close to half. Closer to half than any other NFC conference. Go add it up yourself. Go see how dominant the NFC East has been over the life of the Super Bowl in the NFL. Okay? And if you throw in the Arizona Cardinals, they went uh 2000 gee what was that 2008 man it seems so long ago i don't remember okay but they've been the two so you can take it up to 23 because the cardinals yeah i know it doesn't make sense they used to be excuse me in the nfc east it's amazing and i just it hurts so much It hurts so much to see them talk about the NFC East this way. But this division is bad. It's bad, period. But to me, it starts with the quarterbacks. Wentz has not lived up to his potential. 
everyone in Philly still has a shrine somewhere, although it may be in a closet because you don't want to admit it, to Nick Foles. Everyone's got a shrine to Nick Foles in Philly. Daniel Jones, there's no point in keeping up with the Joneses with him. He's still trying to find his way. And I still can't believe that he was part of the reason that, whether I like him or not, but Eli Manning, two seasons ago, I think that's when he lost his start streak in the NFL. He had started more games than any other quarterback in the NFL, and the, the Giants head coach at the time took him out, and then they, they said, no, Eli, we don't want you anymore. We're going with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones just hasn't been it. For the Cowboys, Dak's out for the season. That's really sad. And I actually thought Andy Dalton could be an answer for them, that he could kind of help them. But it didn't look good last Sunday. But the, the, the two fumbles for, or Monday, excuse me, the two fumbles by Ezekiel Elliott didn't, Elliott didn't look good either. Zeke with the feed me on his belly, he was feeding the other team. And then the Washington football team is a mess, all right? I don't want to get into it. I'm not going to bore you talking about the stats of why I don't necessarily think that you have a better quarterback in Cal Allen. I shared it with my brothers it was this guy online. I should find it again. I should find it again. Matter of fact, I am going to find it. I've got to find this. So it was a stat that he showed that I think it's amazing. You know, you can get all of this information everywhere, and I got to give props to him. As you know, I do love to give props. That's my thing, right? Okay. Danny Ruier. Funny Danny as he's called. Quick and dirty count. Shout out to him. 21 of Kyle Allen's 31 completions were within five yards of the line of scrimmage scrimmage 26 were within eight yards 10 were behind the line of scrimmage third lowest intended air yards in week six lowest intended air yards in the nfl over his two starts that's their offense no guys kyle allen i don't get it i don't get it but you really can't go with alex smith and now you've messed up with haskins now all of a sudden you want to play to win Riverboat Ron and go for two on the road, even though there are no fans, so it's not really road and home. Now you want to go for two. Okay, whatever. Okay, Boomer. The Eagles are at minus four and a half at minus 110. I'm taking the Eagles. Over under at four and a half, four, excuse me, 45 at one t- minus 110. I'm taking the under. And the Giants at plus 200. And the Eagles at minus 235 on the money line. I think the Eagles will win and cover. That's my pick. Next game. Two undefeated teams square off. Pittsburgh and Tennessee. You remember Monday I talked about ranking the three undefeated teams. I didn't bring it up. I wanted to say it, but I still should have teased it. But two of those teams, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, play this weekend. By the way, to go back to that other game, uh, Giants, the offense is 31st in the league, the worst. The Eagles are 22nd. Yeesh. Defense, 18th for the Giants. Defense for the Eagles, 21st. 
But this is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, I'm going to sit down and watch this whole game, assuming it's going to be a good one. Now, Kansas City may still be the defending champs. I don't want to discredit them as the best team, but, but I like Pittsburgh and even Tennessee this season to maybe give KC a run. Maybe they're going to meet in that AFC Championship game. And I think either one of these two teams could beat Kansas City. Now, the great matchup I want to see now that the Kansas City Chiefs have signed Le'Veon Bell, which, by the way, may very well be because they are thinking, hey, we may see the Steelers in the playoffs. What better running back to give the ball to than that guy? That guy, one of the killer bees. But in this game, we've got the 27th ranked offense in the Steelers against the 15th ranked offense in the Titans. But we've got the number one defense in the Steel Curtain. They want to still call themselves. Maybe they can call themselves like Steel Curtain 2.0 against the 17th defense in the NFL. That's what you've got. Pitt has scored 26. Pittsburgh has scored 26 plus points in each game this season. And they scored fewer than 26 points in 11 of the 14 games that Roethlisberger was out. So he's a key point for them to be, you know, why they're winning and undefeated. And the Titans have won six straight regular season games. It's the longest active streak in the NFL. And they're going to be pumped in Tennessee now that they are COVID-free, right? COVID-free. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's going to be key that they've got to find a way to get him more involved. He has fewer than 100 receiving yards in 10 consecutive games. That's not good. That's not good. And Ryan Tannehill has a 117.3 passer rating since being named the starter. That's what I said. How amazed are you? How amazed are you that Ryan Tannehill? That's right. Miami said, no, he's not worth it. And once again, Miami said, uh, Fitzmagic's not worth it. We're going with Tua. Too soon. Too soon, Miami. I think you're making a mistake. I think you're making a mistake. You already made a mistake in Ryan Tannehill. Look how well he's doing it, with the Belichick disciple and Mike Vrabel as a head coach. And Ryan Tannehill is probably so happy, although it probably hurt. It probably hurt so much to have to, you know, walk away with your tail between your legs in Miami. But I digress. Tennessee, you can get them at minus one and a half at minus 110 on DraftKings. Ooh, that's tough. Man, I think I'm going with the Steelers here at plus one and a half. Over under 50 and a half points. You can get Pitt at plus 106. Um... Tennessee at minus 120 money line. Boy, this is a tough one. Over under at 50 and a half points. I'll take the over there. Um, and, oh boy. Woo. I'm taking Pittsburgh with money line, plus 106. I think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh wins the game. I think they're going to be, uh, you're seeing a different team with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and it should be a good one. There's no doubt it's going to be a good one. Uh, coming up. Next, I'm going to be giving props to Pam Chavotkin. She's a storyteller. 
She's worked in broadcast television and event production for many years, line producing, production manager. She's worked for ESPN, the Big East Network, Big Ten Network, CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, Yes Network, MOB Network. Should I go on? Okay, I will. NHL Network, NBA Entertainment, AXS TV, and the Food Network. And she was most recently on the outside of the bubble, but working with the broadcast operations team to keep the bubble going. Very essential, very essential. It's such a nice picture of her and my good friend Chelsea. They were on opposite sides of a fence, just like touching each other, like, how you doing? I'm doing good, you're doing great. So we're gonna have her on. But first, this quick read, and then Pam Chavakin. BetMGM is the new online sports book that is taking over the online betting nation. Not only does BetMGM have some of the best odds on all the major sports, but they also offer some of the industry's strongest weekly promos. This week at BetMGM, you can get a free $20 in-play wager when you bet $50 or more on any live NFL game. Or you can get to $100 in free bets in the free-to-play pick-three first touchdown NFL challenge. And as always, you'll get a $10 free bet in the Money Monday Club. So I'm happy about that, but I really want that edit my bet feature in there, right? Come on, but that's not all. Right now, BetNGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use the code JUSTSPORT20. Then I get some credit, right? To get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code JUSTSPORT20 and up to $500 bonus bankroll is yours. Remember, you must be 21 and over the bet. And do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So coming up next is Pam Chavotkin. Uh, she was here, maybe having a little technical difficulties. Hopefully she'll come on here shortly. And we're going to talk about the NBA bubble. And her experience in television and sports. Maybe you can, you'll be able to hear some insight from her. And she'll be coming up shortly. While we're waiting for her to go on, I'm going to come back with some NFL links. May have had a little technical difficulties there, but we'll move on. All right, next NFL game. Dallas Cowboys against the Washington football team. To me, it's the best rivalry in sports. No matter how bad the teams are. No matter how bad the teams are. Dallas and Washington are the best rivalry. Okay. I'll get into that soon. Pam's back. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to to learn more about your career. I feel like we see each other at games 
it's always if not in passing you know we're both working really hard it seems like there is no downtime and now we've got some time to chat just you and me this is great i love it i love it let's get started thank you for coming on the props network uh the first question i have is uh let's get started with this uh the pandemic how has it affected you i mean what we're talking from march until about june you were like what's gonna happen what uh been like that's exactly what it was um it kind of was just you know you look at your calendar and i'm very old school i have an old school written calendar where i write everything out because as you know things pop out in dc out of nowhere <laughs> and i just i honestly can't keep track Back then, I didn't know what day it was, and even now, more of a reason I didn't know what day it was, but I would use an actual calendar where I would write down everything that was happening, and around the time that this whole thing started, it was the probably busiest three weeks of my uh, season, and we went right into college basketball, and then we're supposed to jump right into uh, baseball, and slowly but surely, those dates just started getting canceled. The emails just started showing up that things were postponed or, you know, suspended indefinitely. And it just became this, oh my gosh, what's, what's going to happen? Never in a million years did I ever think that sports and entertainment would shut down. And I work a lot in music. I work a lot in entertainment. I work a lot in sports. So never again, never did I ever think that this, it would just completely <laughs> shut down. So when it did, I kind of was like, well, when is this going to come back? Is it going to come back? What, what, it wasn't even, crossing my mind about, you know, a sickness so much as like, well, this career just kind of disappeared out of nowhere. So mm -hmm. there was an obvious concern financially that, you know, if this is going to last, you know, a few weeks, then I'd be able to be okay. A couple months, I'd be okay. Obviously, you know, I'm really smart. My parents taught me well to save some, you know, money and have savings in case anything emergency money wise was needed. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, if this is lasting a year, that's not going to be great, uh, not working. And I'm not mentally prepared to just not work. I love mm -hmm. my job. I love what I do. And I really enjoy working. So not doing that and not being able to plan for anything was incredibly difficult. Um, and it was about four months. I ended up coming down to my parents' place in uh, West Palm Beach mm -hmm. to kind of get away from everything. Um, once the pandemic started in April and I was down in Florida for, you know, months until I got that phone call. Hey, can you be up in Orlando in like 18 hours? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> and that's how it happened. So what that, I mean, that's pretty amazing that you went down there and, and then that's, you know, kind of like your first job back, uh, in the business. Um, what new protocols was it surprising for, for you to have to kind of follow when you went back to work at the NBA bubble? Um, they really didn't tell us much outside of, you know, we're going to take every precaution necessary. But at that time, we really didn't know what precautions those were. I mean, we knew that there would be temperature checks and be COVID testing of some kind. But we, you know, we are all big on social media and we hear all these um, stories and see all these videos of getting these crazy PCR tests and mm -hmm. all the way up the nose. And all. so I was terrified because they're telling us that they're doing, you know, every other day or daily testing. And I'm like, I don't want that thing up my nose every day. Yeah. But <laughs> if that's what it's going to take for me to get back to work, let's go. And I kind of was just, most of us went in a little bit blind. Um, but 
I had, you know, my Clorox wipes. I had um, extra toilet paper in my car because, like, I don't want to, you know. (laughs) Um, I had um, extra masks. I ended up ordering a bunch of masks online. And I was told that they were going to give us some stuff. But I didn't. I mean, for three months, you can only, you know, how much are they going to actually give you? So we just didn't really know the extent of this lockdown that we were about to jump into. So. So, so is it almost like there was an NBA bubble, but then there was still, you were also like, there were dual bubbles? Sort of. So there were two tiers, really three tiers to this bubble situation. Um, and the idea of this full bubble being like all contained wasn't really a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the green bubble was the most locked down. That's where the players, the coaches, Um, a lot of the NBA executives and staff were staying and they were at the Coronado Springs resorts. Mm -hmm. And between the 22 teams, they were all staying at three different resorts. And a lot of the teams were staying at the same resorts, which was kind of weird. You're playing your opponent and then you see them in the lobby the next morning. Good morning. (laughs) Um, And then there was the media side, which I was on, which was the yellow bubble. And that gave us access to everything on the concourse and above. So we did not have access to um you know game operations we didn't have access to the floor there are a lot of camera guys that were on the green side but we were kind of just a little bit removed but we were still locked down we could only go to the confines of our hotel which is about five or six minutes off the wide world of sports campus Mm -hmm. and then going on to campus obviously we would be able to go into the compound and the trucks but even then we had to be socially distant and make sure that we were following protocol and doing all that stuff. So when we were going into the arena, we had to scan our credentials. We got these little um, sensors that would beep if we became within six feet of somebody. Mm-hmm. And that would track to our credential scan. And if wow. it beeped enough, then you would have security saying, what are you doing? Wow. And so that was just something that was like, I, I'm a social person. I'm used to being close <laughs> to people. Yeah. I'm used to hugging people. <laughs> And a lot of these people that I hadn't seen in years that I, you know, there's, there's Turner people, there's ESPN people, there's freelancers, there's people that I hadn't seen in years that traditionally don't do the NBA. This was the only gig in town at the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. there was this and uh, the NHL bubble and that was all in Canada, which all of us Americans were not allowed to go to. So it was a strange thing not to be able to like hug your friends, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that was mentally kind of like a this is real this is not to be you know this is no joke um and when that security comes by fast you listen (laughs) (laughs) is there is there as you were working did you think about this is this is our future this is how we're going to have to do games moving forward i mean i know the nfl isn't in a bubble but i'm sure they have some precautions that they have probably followed the NBA as a leader of outside of not being in a bubble, but just the, the, the procedures that you have to go through. Absolutely. Um, you know, it was, I, I never think, I always think of the fan last when it comes to broadcasts um, mm-hmm. outside of how the cameras are positioned, obviously, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought, Hey, I'm never gonna, I can't even tell you the next time I'm going to be able to hug somebody, yeah. which it's just a terrifying thought. Um, at the same time, I'm like, whatever precautions they have for us, they've really taken the time. The NBA is so advanced with um, how they think about uh, our needs. And it's really often that a lot of leagues 
focus on the players and not so much the people that are working in the organizations or for the teams. And the NBA is just almost the opposite. They're always the leaders in dealing with organizations that really take the time to learn um, what the needs are of their staff, of their crews, of their mm-hmm. networks that they're supporting. And they went above and beyond for us uh, yeah. and really, really took care of anything that we needed. And the whole idea of this bubble, no one, again, no one really knew how this is going to work. And it was a lot of trial and error and there was a lot of changing. And so what was frustrating, but also kind of like, it kind of put a lot a lot of us to ease was that we were able to speak up and say, hey, this is not working. We need to do something different. We need to change this so it fits better to how we're tackling something or looking at this broadcast differently. And they were open to it. It's kind of like, I look at the, the NBA kind of being like the Ted Leonsis of all the leagues. Like, <laughs> tell him and he'll listen to you and he'll say, no, that's a great idea. Let's change it right now. And he does it like that. And it's just something where we were like, all right, this is, he's listening to us and we have a great, you know, working relationship, which is also really important. The communication aspect of it, of all yeah. of it was, was yeah. of utter importance in it. And it ended up working out in our favor. The all-important question, did you get to keep your credential? I know we all keep our credentials in some special place, hang them up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely kept my credential. What's funny is that the actual credentials were not hard cards. They were paper. Oh, wow. Really, it wasn't the most conducive when you're dealing with rainstorms every single day. (laughs) (laughs) um, After a while, that little band around your neck starts to get uh, a little gross. But um, I had laundry detergent in the room, so I was able to, like, clean that off because you know working those 15 16 hour days back to back and doing it for three months yeah that credential yeah. started to get a little grody <laughs> but it's something that just you know i was able to keep a few little trinkets here and there that's going to remind me of this this crazy time that we all spent but yeah um so <laughs> what's next for you i know the world series is going on nfl games are you uh, looking to, I guess the World Series is probably not a chance you're gonna work the World Series if you're not there already. But right. NFL games, what what what's next on tap for you? That's a great question, and a lot of people were asking me that. The first thing that I was planning on doing, and it's only been a couple of days since I've been out, is sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a crazy thought. Um, but kind of catching up on my rest and readjusting to the real world because we didn't really have that opportunity. We weren't really exposed to anybody else except the people that you were working with. So being out and going to grocery stores is just a crazy thought. Yeah. Um, yeah the next step is just kind of following up and seeing what is actually going to happen. There's a lot of college basketball that's coming up. There's still some unknowns that need to be worked out from a broadcast perspective. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, they're talking about the Super Bowl perhaps being pushed back four weeks if yeah. they do. Wow. Um, so it's kind of just has passport will travel kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in a limbo stage, which you know is scary, but also kind of exciting because I'm just ready at the drop of a hat. Um, and it just kind of depends at, at, as to what's coming up, and I'm going to be ready for it whenever it happens. That's awesome. Um, are you paying attention to the drama with the Washington football team? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Yes. Um, and that whole thing kind of unfolded while we're in the bubble too. And I've, I grew up a Redskins fan as long as I can remember growing up in the DC area. And I just, I, I think we were all waiting for this change. We were all hoping for something Mm -hmm. to happen. And I mean, every time I'm on Twitter, I just can't 
it's I can't it's like a really bad car crash that you just can't not look at. <laughs> um, and I here's the thing. I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. I want the D.C. sports area to just, you know, kick it into gear. I want them to come up to the level that the Nationals did mm-hmm. you know, last year. Mm-hmm. I want them to do what the Capitals did the year before that. I just I want them to do well. And it's frustrating to see that the communication is not there for some reason. And I don't know why. I'm like, you guys are sitting next to each other. Mind you, there might be a separation, yeah. <laughs> but you're next to each other. Just talk to each other and figure this out. There's no need for the passive aggressive draw. I mean, we see this every year with the team. We do. Always um, drama. I was kind of hoping that they would figure out after, you know, this back and forth with this 80 year battle that they would have come up with a name by now. Yeah. From a marketing perspective, that drives me absolutely bonkers. I would have preferred the Washington Football Club just to like be a little bit more on brand with like the Tony Khan and the the Jaguars and Fulham football team. I'm like, yeah, yeah, make this more like fun and use it to your advantage. But you know, I guess we'll just have to see what happens and and hope that they can get some W's here and there. Uh, I I hope so. I, I was looking at their odds to win the Super Bowl. It's at plus forty thousand. Oh boy, that's a very long, long, long shot. Never thought they would actually do it, but I just like looking at those. Just like that's insane. The Jets are worse at plus a hundred thousand. Oh my so, goodness, something to be said for there. But I, I just on the field and off the field, it just seems like this. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse for this team, uh, and I just don't see an end in sight. I just I, I'm hoping for one. And, and, you know, they just hired our good friend, Julie Donaldson. Thank God they they made some right decisions there and have enlisted her to to try to clean up some of the, the drama and make it. I mean, she can sell a ketchup popsicle to fans <laughs> of my clubs. You know what I mean? She's just somebody that can instill this culture that I think needs to be a little tweaked a little bit more to get people on board. And I think if the mindset is there again, a lot of this can be psychological where it's like if you can believe that you're gonna do well then maybe it will nothing else works so let's try this and maybe it will so hopefully we'll see in a couple years i know we're always in this rebuild stage i'm a tennessee football fan so the vols were always in this rebuilding stage we play alabama this weekend it's it's (laughs) i I can't even tell you i'm pretty sure it's more than forty thousand. so yeah yeah uh, you know, and, and it's it's hard being a fan of a team that doesn't win all the time. But, you know, we're loyal like that. We always yes, are, we are. are yes, there we to, are. to be out there and support our team. So we'll just have to see. As a Tennessee fan, but maybe not a Titans fan, who you think will win between the Titans and the Steelers? The, the, the line is at minus one and a half. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the mindset of the Titans are a little – flustered right now this whole COVID thing is just is made people just absolutely push them off the wagon um and I think the Steelers are focused Juju Smith-Schuster is just uh, Juju zoned in on his TikToks (laughs) the games and that's one thing he loves as soon as the game is over and as soon as they get that W he I literally get notifications that he's posted I'm like all right Let's yeah. this is just the wave of the future that they're just they're just in it to win it. So isn't it okay? So isn't that an interesting uh, juxtaposition? Remember when Antonio Brown got busted for doing the Facebook video in the locker room after the game, and now it seems like it's just Why the norm. The younger players just post and post and post. 
I mean, the NFL didn't allow all these celebrations, and now they're like, all right, we can't do anything about it. Let's right? just, let's just have it with open arms. And honestly, it's become more fun that way. It's gotten people to watch games that they wouldn't normally watch, and a lot of this fantasy stuff has really gotten people, the average fan, to watch games that they normally wouldn't watch, just because it's it's more exciting that way. It's become you know a part of the game now. So, and yeah. now that they've legalized gambling in most of these states it's become even more of a reason to want to mm-hmm. do it now that we're allowed to do it. So, yeah, uh, I think gambling has definitely enhanced sports in terms of you're interested in teams. You may not be interested in two games. You may not be interested in watching and now you're watching it. And you know, the fact that you could do it on your phone, computer, you know, sports books will be a part of arena soon at capital one arena. They're going to oh, be yeah. opening up the first one. So it's going to be a, a new day. Um, you, you're a storyteller. Let's hear your best story of an experience in sports or entertainment. Oh, my goodness. Um, I I think the craziest one actually was in this bubble situation. Um, Being at the hotel, you're with everybody uh, from the media side. So all Turner, ESPN, and and NBA staff was there. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is all of the Heat families that weren't on the green side we're also at our hotel and so all the Laker families. So again, you can, the, the hotel was shut down just for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoever was credentialed were the only people allowed at this huge, beautiful resort um, where you had this huge pool, you had the pool bar and restaurant, you had like a nice uh, restaurant and then you had the lobby bar, right? So if wow. you can imagine this hotel lobby bar, and you've got, you know, Pat Riley over in the corner having a glass of wine. And you've got <laughs> Tyler Harrow's parents at the bar, you know, getting a couple beers and having a pizza. And then you've got Doris Burke and Mark Kester just casually <laughs> hanging out at the seat next to you. And you turn around and you're just like, is this real? This is real. And yeah. no one's bothering me, mind you. Like, none of us in, on the broadcast side that has done this for so long, we don't really get starstruck. We're like, yeah in the corner and but to somebody else i mean that is just an unreal thought that any teams that are playing each other especially front office people would be close to one another yeah yeah somebody you know you're you're portraying the sun on on your broadcast and you're sitting next to him as he's like on sports center and you're talking Mm -hmm. to his parents and it's just like this is just a surreal moment and it was just be I can't even explain it because it was just so bizarre. Um, but that was a really cool thing to be a part of, just to look around and be like, yeah, yeah. this is pretty cool. And yeah. everyone's saying hello in the the uh, the elevators going up, going to a game today. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> everyone's waving because there's nothing else to do. But that was, that was probably one of the craziest uh, things that I've seen visually an experience in person, but I've seen so much stuff. I can't even pinpoint half the things that I've seen. I've done world series. I've done super bowls. I've done NHL playoffs. I mean, I think, I mean, the, the capitals championship was pretty cool. That was probably the craziest Tuesday I've experienced in, uh, in my career. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, that championship parade was just really cool because you always hear about it and you see it you kind of remove you're not a fan and I'm a fan of the team so much and then when you work with them you become kind of invested right you're you're learning so much about them and you know all the names you know all the history behind it you know the odds and you finally break through that barrier and you beat the penguins and you're kind of like oh my gosh we could do this oh my gosh yeah 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 (laughs) you just kind of don't know what to do you're kind of like you're frozen i don't know what to do with my hands 
Um, and it just becomes a surreal moment where you're like, I get it now. I get it. I get yeah. it, what the hype is all about. And is it was really great to have the DC area experience that with the Capitals. And then again, with this unheard of team with the Nationals, like I'm still reeling over that ride last year. Yeah, uh, That was just, that was probably the craziest where it just went from, you know, 19 and 31 to winning a World Series. Trip. Right. That, over the Astros. I think that makes it more special to me that it was over the Astros. Like, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it was weird also to see, and I, I've worked the World Series um, the last six years, and to see kind of the worlds collide for me was mm -hmm. a really, really cool moment just to be in D.C. and all the national writers come in. And then all the local people, too, that are like, yeah, oh my God, we're here. And we're all kind of like fangirling internally that this is just something <laughs> that we get to experience on our home turf. And it was yeah. just it was awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Pam. Yes, I had a great time. All right. You take care. And, and uh, hopefully, yes, keep your passport ready. We'll see where you are Bye. next. <laughs> Have a good Bye. One. You too. Bye. Oh, Pam, she was great. Pam, she got, see, she is a storyteller, right? Didn't she keep you? Were you not entertained? Pam is awesome. Pam is awesome. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, we got some more football to get to. But first, theprofsnetwork.com is the place where bets begin. Thank you very much for watching on our Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Twitch channel. Uh, excuse me, live stream. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, no, the Profs Network isn't a sports book. It's where smart bettors, that's right, like yourself, smart bettors, and new players go before the sports book, before so you can know what you need to bet on. Why? Because the Props Network has a few things that all bettors need. Exclusive sign-up bonuses. That's right, because that can help you, right? You can get money before you try to make money winning bets. We're reporting on weekly promos, free betting picks, and live odds comparisons for every game. A visit to thepropsnetwork.com before placing a bet guarantees that you'll be wagering with the best available bonus and getting the biggest possible payout if your bets hit, of course, that's what we all want, right? That's right. That's why I've got four different potential players that are going to win the World Series MVP. Why not? But the Props Network isn't just another bonus site. We've also got great content, like just for sport, right? Follow the Props Network on social media, YouTube, and Twitch for updates all week from people like me. That's right, just for sport. We'd like to see more of you join in, in, on the live stream chat and the rest of us at the Props Network team. Get ready to bet with the Props Network today. You must be 21 or over to bet. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Then call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So as I said, I would talk about a couple things here uh, very quickly, very quickly. Uh, the best rivalry in sports is Dallas and Washington. But let me tell you something. This game is not going to be good. It's just not going to be good. You've got a 2-4 and four Dallas team. And a one and five Washington team. Now, the crazy thing is the league rankings is the Cowboys has the number one offense. And Washington has the second worst offense in the NFL. That's right. One versus 30. On defense, on defense, the Cowboys are 28. So not very good on defense. And the Washington football team is at 13th. And I like what Pam Chabotkin said, Washington Football Club. I think that would have sounded better. I think it would have sounded better. But I, I really, this game is just, I'm going to watch it because it is to me the best rivalry in sports. 
the one that I love, no matter when they're playing, who's the better team or the worst team? I remember Troy Aikman, that one in 15 rookie season of his. What team did he beat? Oh, yeah, the Washington football team, of course. Washington is minus one. How about that? At, at, you can get that at, at minus 103. I think I think I'm going with the Cowboys over under at 46 at minus 110. I think we're going to go under there, and the money line for both teams is minus 107. The other game that I'm going to be watching and looking forward to is John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders going up against his former team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about that game? Tampa Bay is minus four at minus 110. I'll take Tampa Bay. Uh, over under at 52, I'll take the over at minus 110. And the money line, minus 195 for Tampa Bay, plus 165 for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going with Tampa Bay to win and cover. That's my that's my pick. That's my pick. Tampa Bay to win and cover. So I'm giving you all of my picks here. I'm picking Tampa Bay to win and cover. Uh, Dallas over Washington. We've got the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles over the Giants and the Steelers to beat the Titans. Those are my picks for week seven in the NFL. Now I want to win. I want to end on two topics here. Don't have a lot of time here. Try to stick to my 10 o'clock. But I feel like Billy Bean's just not getting enough credit. I mean, we're still hearing about Jeff Luno. Um, Andrew Friedman from Tampa Bay. Uh, well, he he got his start with Tampa Bay. Now he's with the Dodgers, and his protege is actually the new GM in, in Tampa Bay. But we can go all the way back to Theo Epstein, who helped the Cubs win their first World Series in the 100-plus years. But realistically, Moneyball was about stats, and there's only one Moneyball movie, and it's Billy Bean. And I wish, wish so much for the Oakland Athletics to be winning a World Series because I feel like Billy Bean just doesn't get enough credit. And yet, if you talk to the Freedmans and the Lunau and the Epsteins of Major League Baseball and even how analytics has gone into, you know, basketball and football and hockey a little bit more, you feel like if you have not watched Moneyball, watch Moneyball because I feel like Billy Bean was the beginning of that. The point of that movie was he was the first analytical person to come into a major sports franchise and say, no, I'm not a former player. I love the game. I look at it based on the numbers. That's what I'm looking at, the numbers. And that's how I pick a team. That's how I strategize game uh, chess matches. Everything is based off of the numbers and the statistics. And I just want to give props to Billy Bean because I feel like he was the first one. The first movie I watched that I said, um, yeah, wow, Billy Bean. That guy's amazing. That guy's amazing. All right. The other team that's undefeated in the Seattle Supersonics, uh, excuse me, Seattle Supersonics, Seattle Seahawks, that I uh, saw a story that they're looking at Antonio Brown. Could you imagine 
if the Seahawks, now we talk about another undefeated team, right? We had the Steelers, we had the Titans facing off. So one of those teams won't be undefeated. Then you got the Seattle Seahawks as the other undefeated team. And to think that maybe they're going to sign Antonio Brown again, another team that in many ways you're playing a chess match. You're probably thinking, because Antonio Brown's eligible from his suspension uh, in week eight, he can be signed. And Pete Carroll's a smart head coach. And he's looking at that that wide receiver. Could you imagine DK Metcalf on one side and Antonio Brown on the other? And you're also looking at the Super Bowl and saying, you know what? We may face the Steelers. We may play, face the Kansas City Chiefs. We may face the Titans too, as I think those are the three teams you're really looking at on the AFC side to possibly be in the Super Bowl. But only one of those could be in the Super Bowl. And if we can shore up our offense by having Antonio Brown on that team, as much as I know he's been through, as much as I know he's got a lot of things that he's got to figure out with the accusation of sexual misconduct and uh, misdemeanor charges from a moving truck incident. He's got a lot going on. They're investigating another lawsuit filed by Brown's former athletic trainer, alleging him of, of sexual assault again. So they've got a lot to kind of, Brown's got a lot to iron out here. And, and you know, if he is on a team, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. It'll be interesting to see who gets to sign them. They aren't the only team interested, but someone very well may have Antonio Brown on their team this year, and he could be he, he could be a game breaker. All right, sports you don't need to know about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. The Chennai Super Kings at plus 130 versus the Mumbai Indians at minus 165. Of course, you're taking the Mumbai Indians. They're the best team in the Indian Premier League. They're the favorites to come out as the champs as well at plus 155 on DraftKings. So stick with the Mumbai Indians to win this weekend against the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, and then also to win the Indian Premier League if you want to jump on it right now. But the other bet you might want to know about and may want to jump on now, there are already futures for who will be the NBA champ in 2021. And the team that I liked that I paid attention to is the Warriors. You could get them at plus 600, plus 600. You should take that bet now because they're going to be the sleeper team. Yeah, you're going to look at the Lakers to get back there. I get it. You're going to look at the Clippers. Somehow I think the Bucs are going to try to get Malcolm Brogdon back or do something in the draft. Obi Topin, one of my favorite players, is rising in the NBA draft, by the way. We'll talk about that later too. But you can get the Warriors at plus 600. They're going to be back and healthy. Let's see. Let's see what happens there. Um, but it's going to be fun. I'm already looking forward to the NBA season. But I'm going to enjoy the NFL. I'm going to enjoy the World Series. Game three coming up. Who you got in game three? I don't know. That's coming up on uh, Friday. And I'm looking forward to it as I had the numbers pulled up here. You can get tomorrow, 8 o'clock, you can get the Rays at plus 1.5 at minus 118 or the Dodgers at minus 1.5 at plus 100. Over under at 7.5 runs 
you can get the over at minus 118 and the under at minus 104. And the money line is Dodgers at minus 165 and Rays at plus 140. But I tell you what, I think I'm going with Charlie Morton. I'm taking the Rays. That's what I'm taking. I'm taking them at plus 140. Total runs, I'll take the... Let's see, we had 11 runs in the first game, 8 runs in it. Nope, I'm taking the under. This is Charlie Morton. 0.76 ERA in his last five postseason starts. I think the runs are going to be down. I think the runs are going to be down. And I'm taking the Rays to win. Or I guess I'm taking a plus one five. Plus one and a half. That's what I'm taking. All right, that's it for the show today. You got all my picks, all right? You got all my picks. I hope you do well. hope I do well. Uh, please, if you haven't watched the show live right now, make sure to check Past Pods on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We got it all. But we're about to end this live stream. Make sure you check out The Walk On with Joel Walkowski and all of our content on Props Network on our YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch. We got it all. And we want to see more of it. But thank you very much for watching the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I certainly did. Give a shout out again. Thank you very much to Pam Chavakin. Props to her for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I learned something new about the bubble. Hope you did too. All right, I'm out. Ciao for now.